you pick up your Bible and wonder, is there more here than meets the eye? Is there anything here for me? I mean, it's just words printed on paper, right? Well, it may look like just print on a page, but it's more than ink. Join us for the next half hour as we explore God's Word together, as we learn how to explore it on our own, as we ask God to meet us there in its pages. Welcome to More Than Ink. Hey, remember years ago we bought all those little twiggy apple trees and planted them in the backyard? I do, because they were all marked as apples, but one of them was lying. Oh, that's right. What was it? It was a pear. Ah, well, apple trees don't Don't make make pears. pears. Well, Jesus knows that we know that, and he's going to use that today to teach us about false prophets. Today, on On More More Than Than Ink. You've found us here at our dining room table. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Jim. And this is More Than Ink, where we are working our way through the Sermon on the Mount. We have been listening to the voice of Jesus, and some of his most famous and well-known sayings are all gathered together here in this sermon. So today, we're coming to the end of it. The the things that we've heard all our lives about. sad. Good fruit, bad fruit, (laughs) house on the rock, house on the sand, all of those things are in this passage today. Judge not, lest you be judged. Oh, that was last week. I know. <laughs> but very famous. I mean, it's, it's surprising yes. in our culture how many people, and they'd probably be surprised if you said, you know what you just said comes out of the Bible? It does. Out of the Sermon on the Mount? It does. Comes from Jesus? It does. Well, it, it's, that, it's that part. It, it, that's how ingrained in our culture it is. So, so we left off with uh, Jesus saying, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate's wide, and the way's easy that leads to destruction, right, and those right. who enter by it are many. But right. the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. That was chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. So as we start into verse 15, he's going to suddenly yep. start talking about beware of false prophets yes those who are misdirecting you on to a different path than the one that is narrow down the wide way yeah they're actually that's their vocation is to send you down the wide way believe it or not so in chapter seven if you're following with us and we're picking it up at uh, verse 15 shall i read yeah go ahead okay 715 of matthew beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Hmm. You will recognize the false prophets by their fruits. Well, you know, that's just true even in the garden, right? Yeah. What a plant yeah. bears tells you what kind of a plant it is. Uh, yeah, you don't right. get zucchinis from a pea plant, right? <laughs> well, and, and unless you're a horticulturist, many times you can't tell what the plant is until it does until put out it fruit. Until it bears. Okay, so I've yeah. got a tabletop full of seedlings right now, right. eight kinds of tomatoes, and they all look the same at this point. And right? if, you, if you hadn't labeled them. <laughs> and I won't know exactly which yeah. is which, right? <laughs> Except according to the label, yeah. but until they bear those those tomatoes, which is which? Yeah, or the one I think of is we used to have a bunch of fruit trees, you know, maybe oh, half a dozen. Yes. And uh, and they were all different kinds of apples, but you couldn't tell until they made fruit. 
fruit. Okay, and one was labeled as an apple, but it turned out to be an Asian pear. Oh, that's right. We didn't know Which until the fruit nice came. Surprise. Like, that was a totally mislabeled yeah. tree. So how does that apply to these false prophets? Well, you know, prophets say things. And what right. he's really saying is, don't trust exactly what they say. What you need to do is trust the fruits of their life, the outward evidences of the effects of what they say. I mean, is that are they providing good fruits? I often tell people, you know, don't judge someone by what they say. People will say anything, right? And they'll say anything to kind of cover their own shortfalls. But but look at the fruit in their life. Look at the solid evidences of outcomes in their life and use that as an indicator of who they are and what they're all about. Okay, but it's really important here to bear in mind that Jesus is talking about people who claim to be prophets. Yes. A prophet yes. is one who speaks for God or yes. speaks God's Presumably. words to you. Yeah. And uh, yes, and if mm-hmm. he says, this is what God says and then proceeds to insert something other. Yeah. That's yeah. the really dangerous thing, especially if it sounds sort of like what God might have said. Yeah, and I think that's the sheep's clothing thing. I mean, they speak like a sheep. (laughs) You know, they look like a sheep. At least superficially, everything looks right. Until they start eating the other sheep. And that's a sign, yeah. And so then, I, so you know, it, it, in fact, it is, it's a real threat. I mean, what happens when someone comes to you and they look just like us? They mm-hmm. look like one of the good guys and they're preaching stuff. How do I know if they're not a good guy? And Jesus says, easy, look at the outcomes in their life. Right. Look at the outcomes and then you'll be able to tell. And then he uses this great metaphor about, about the, uh, you know, fruit because it just makes a ton of sense. You don't get grapes from thorns. That doesn't make any sense. Or figs from thistles. That, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. So, so look Jesus at the outcome. has talked a lot in this sermon about hypocrisy and about self-righteousness mm-hmm. and pride. Those are all fruits of self. Right? Yes. Believing yes. that you have the inside track with God. Whereas, you know, toward the end of his ministry, when Jesus said to his disciples, they will know you by your fruit, mm-hmm. right? If you right. abide in right. me, you will bear good fruit. You'll so bear I good would fruit. encourage you, listeners, yeah. to go to John 15 and read the first few few verses and compare that good fruit of abiding in Jesus mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this unhealthy fruit yeah. that he's talking about here that he's yeah. pointing out. You know, and in, in just common human experience, we, we see this already. I mean, we know people who talk up a good story, mm-hmm. you know, about themselves or what they're going to do or who they are or where they've come from. They talk a good story, but then when you when you just look at the evidence in their life, you go, well, I don't, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something really missing here. And, uh, and But well, when there's a strong connection between what they say and the fruit in their lives, you call that person with has integrity there's an integrity between their one thing what they say and who they are are the same thing but these people that we're talking about here these false prophets are deliberately trying to be deceptive and so they'll put on a superficial outside that's the that's the sheep's clothing they'll put on a superficial outside and with prophets that's largely speaking the right speak in a way you know but Jesus says you got that you won't be able to detect them by that. You'll have to detect them by the outcomes. Yeah, and in the case of these false prophets, it was this subtle shift from loving the Lord your God with mm-hmm. all your heart, mind, soul, and strength into uh, keep the minutia of the law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's fascinating that here Jesus is even predicting what's going to happen even after he dies and goes goes to heaven mm. is the fact that there's going to be these false prophets that are that are deliberately angling to steer the followers of Jesus away from the narrow way. 
I mean, they're, they're actively doing that. And when you read the book of Acts, you see it happening. You mm-hmm. see them doing this. I right. mean, this is constantly one of the one of the problems that Paul is dealing with in the places he goes is the fact that there are people that are actually angling to steer people away from following Jesus in the truest sense. Or seeking to usurp the words of God for their own fame or glory. And that's how they look that's right. That's right. You know, they're using the right words. They're quoting the right scriptures. You go, well, they sound right. And I, I might just warn you that the, this is still rife today especially when you see uh, you know broadcast preachers and stuff like that radio or television they'll say the right things they'll quote verses uh, you, you just you need to be careful okay you're not saying that every teacher or preacher no, 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 no. who shows up on the broadcast no, no, no. is I'm not saying that but <laughs> I'm saying you just need to be you need to look at their you fruit in their discerning. life look at the fruit in their life and that's that's what you got to do even no, if they you can't look at the life if all you see is the TV show well, you're going to have to figure out how. <laughs> no, I look at the. I well, look there have been some very famous scandals. I in, look at the, the fruit of some of the fruit of some ministries, you know. Right. But I'm just saying that you just can't go on. They sound like me. They sound like everything sounds right. That's that's the sheep's clothing style. You just got to be just be skeptical. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So <sighs> Jesus said they can't fool you forever, right? Their right. their fruit will bear them out. Yeah. 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 Now he's going to get very pointed here in this next little section. Oh boy, no kidding! There were among the no people kidding. at this point those who proclaimed themselves to be the arbiters of righteousness for everybody mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. and God said this, and it must mean this for you. Yeah. And yeah. he says uh, in verse twenty-one, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me." Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you mm. workers of lawlessness. Oh, man. First time I read this, it staggered me. Well, it's did so you sobering. hear he's saying me, I, I, me, mm-hmm. I. The mm-hmm. emphasis is on who is going to apply the test. Yeah. It is Jesus. Yeah. This is probably the clearest place where Jesus declares that he's the judge for all mankind. For all mankind. Yeah, for all mankind. And the determiner, and again, isn't whether you're walking around saying, Lord, Lord. Right. It's kind of back to Claiming the, the, name. the false prophets before. Right. That's, that is the sheep's clothing. You said, Lord, Lord, you know, praise Jesus. You go, well, you know, wait a second. Um, they're not going to enter the kingdom. But the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. Well, that's actually a pretty good connection to the fruit before. It's the outcome. Right. It's who the outcome. walks out yes. what God's authentic will is. Yeah. And then their snappy comeback at judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord, look at all the things we it's did. Saying, look what we did. Look what well, we did. Isn't that interesting? Because apparently those who can claim the name of Jesus might. Right. They might prophesy and stick Jesus' yes, name on it. They yes. might cast out demons. Yes. They might do mighty, astonishing works and paste the name of Jesus on it. Yeah. But it's really about their glory and their agenda. Yeah, that's why his. that's why this is so sobering to me because really this is, is like, man, I better I better sit down and get serious about where I'm coming from. Am I relying on doing those right things? But but in the end I'm not actually doing the will of the Father. Yeah. I mean that's well, wow. okay, so that comes down to what is the will of the Father? Right. Love the Lord your God with all your exactly. heart, soul, exactly. mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Yeah. There's yeah. the fruit 
that lasts that Jesus brings about in us. Yeah, yeah, a really big deal. It's it's kind of reminiscent too about when Jesus sent off sent out the the pairs of people and they came back saying, "Gosh, even demons." Yeah, look what we did. Look what ah, we did. And, growing. And Jesus' response to them is, "Look, okay, that's that's one thing. Okay, but you got to realize you need to celebrate the fact that your names are written in heaven, right. written in the book, and you, that's what you need to really celebrate. You have a relationship right. with me yeah. in, in reality. Yeah. So. so you know, I would say also there's a caution here to not be fooled by miracles yes and we live in an age where people sometimes are saying oh you know why isn't god doing miracles today well he is doing miracles today but we are so jaded and we live in an age when miracles can be faked yes so easily and we just would swallow them yeah yeah yeah, even in the end times literature, when you read the Bible, you see bad bad entities doing miracles, mm-hmm. and right. it, and uh, and they do it to such an extent that they try to even uh, fool the elect, fool the people who right. are true followers. Right. So, so miracles aren't aren't necessarily uh, slam dunk proof, uh, and that's what he's saying right here. These things could be going on. You got to be careful. It's it's kind of a it's a part B to his thing about you know judge them by their fruits, and you'd say, well, here's good fruit, right? Well, <laughs> no. Still, look for the love. Yeah, exactly. Look for the love. Right, right, right. Look for relationships with God. Look for people humbled by the presence of a holy God, and you you'll see those things. But here, this is just the flashy man. We cast out demons, did mighty works, and we even gave you the credit in your name. So, what's the big deal here? Well, the big deal is is that Jesus doesn't know him. Now, Jesus knows everybody, though, doesn't he? I never knew you. I never knew you. We're talking about an intimate, heart-to-heart, right. relational love, relationship. a relational knowing. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. And that's when, when we talk about a relationship with Jesus as a saving relationship. If you have that relationship, that's that's at the core of that first and greatest commandment of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so it really, it really is all about our relationship with God himself. But here he says... There wasn't one. And without that, you're not getting into heaven. Well, he says, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, you know, perhaps what he's thinking is the the primary law when God gave his word to his people was, I'm the Lord your God. You shall Mm -hmm. have no other gods before me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And so those who are... Uh, false prophets intent on their own glory, not God's, mm-hmm. and walking not in a relationship with Him, but pursuing their own ends, are not submitting their hearts to the laws of God. Yeah, exactly. And I would even I would even propose to here that this is this is a way that false prophets who are not maybe aware that they're false prophets who are pursuing the wrong kind of thing can look at themselves and say, hmm. "Well, this is me, and I don't have a relationship." I, I'm not really sure about that, really, but the, it is interesting that we're talking about we're talking about you know these flashy things you do. We're talking about false prophets before who, in a flashy kind mm-hmm. of, they talk their way into the hearts of people. Yeah, this this is all this is all way by way of saying you got to watch out about the true nature of people. Some of them may be false prophets, and some of them may be self-deceived that they're actually achieving for God when they're not achieving anything if they don't know God. Mm-hmm. If that relationship is not there, all that other stuff doesn't matter. So I'm thinking about the miracles that Jesus did as you're talking about that. And like, he never did 
works of power, miracles, in order to just make flash and show. Right. To attract, right. he never did it to attract a crowd like a circus barker. Right. 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 Uh, they. They all now they did happen in public, lots and lots of witnesses. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but always in the presence of a readiness to believe mm-hmm. among the people with whom he was working. Yeah. It yeah. was a validation that their faith was properly placed in him. It mm-hmm. was not in order that they would be attracted and come along and join the parade. Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy in Acts that tried to buy the power? To yes. Stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's these people right here. Yeah. What do I yeah. What do I have to pay? Yeah. In order what's to get this, this What's going to cost me? Because this is great yeah, stuff. I buy man. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 not right. Yeah. I, but but again, it's, I got to just say it's it's one of the most sobering sections of scripture I ever came upon. I mean, it just kind of settles me. I go, yeah, yeah. And the authority rests squarely with Jesus. Yeah, it does. It does. Who says to me, my Father? I will say, I will declare, I never knew you. Yep. Depart yep. from me. Yep. Wow. He huh. is the judge of all mm-hmm. mankind. Yeah. Which uh, which which lends some weight to the final comments yeah. people will say at the end of this. Right. So let's let's get there. Let's get let's let's build oh, well, our well, house we on the rock. Well, we need to read the read about the house first. Yeah, that's verse right. twenty four. Everyone then this follows on what he just said. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Ooh. So two builders of two houses hearing the same words. The difference is one did them and the other didn't. It, did the words turn into action? Yeah, so we're not talking strictly about did you go out and do what Jesus told you to do. Right, right. He's 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 saying, you know, hear my words and let them penetrate you. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first word of the that command God gave the Shema in Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, right? Hear mm-hmm. with an intent to respond properly. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it just strikes me as fascinating. You got two guys who are, you know, endeavoring to do the same thing. Right. One of them pays attention to the foundation. The other one doesn't, mm-hmm. which anyone who's listening to him says, yeah, you wouldn't do that. That's just stupid. Who would right. build a house on sand? Right. That's just stupid. Well, he's not giving any thought to the foundation. And that's what Jesus is saying here is you need to give a thought to a foundation of the life that you built. You know, what is it founded on? What What are your presumptions and the foundations of your life or the values? I mean, what were you aiming toward? I mean, what is everything in your life built upon? And if it's not my words, right? if it's not my words, it's going to fall away. It's got temporary value alone. So in another place, this is in Matthew 24, Jesus said, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words my word will, will not. not pass away. Right. Why? Right. Because he was the eternal word of God in yeah. the flesh. Everything Jesus said was reality. Yep. Yep. You know, this makes me think of a lot of people who, who build their lives thoughtlessly. I mean, they, they don't, you ask them what is the foundation of your life, they don't even have one. That's what this building on sand is. It's not a, it's, it's not a conscious choice of a poor foundation. It's like thoughtlessness about a foundation. Well, or it's self. Or it's self, yeah. And so there are people that walk around who who built their whole lives without any consideration to the foundation of their life. And, and so when they, it gets to the point where troubles get tough or something like that, I mean, it, it just the whole structure of the house falls down. Not because the house is poorly built, but it has no foundations. It has because no rock. Because the foundation is 
faulty. The f- is faulty, right? right. The, the presupposition on which you built your life was, I'm good. Uh, people are basically good. I can do good enough. I can do whatever I, I want. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 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 And those suppositions will fall. Yeah. There's people who build their lives on the only foundation of pleasure. I will build right. my house of my life on just pursuing pleasure. I'm going to do what's good for me. Or on their own truth. I'm going to build my house on my truth. Yeah. might not be your truth, but it is my <laughs> truth. And you go, well, no, that's going to well, fall that's too. that's not the nature of truth. Yeah. These are foundations that are just, just have no staying power against problems. And, you know, and I would expand this to be not just problems now in the here and now. We may be talking about judgment itself because mm-hmm. we're just talking about judgment. Right. You know, judgment is like a gigantic tidal wave coming. And if your house isn't built on the foundation of substance of the words of Christ that you incorporate it into your life, then it's all going to be knocked down. What a, what a horrible thing. You know, we talk about people in the culture here that live a certain religious lifestyle that's built on accomplishing more and more good things. And that's pretty common, not just where we live. but Well, and even that, the foundation of those good things is shifting. It's shifting. It has changed yeah. repeatedly from generation to generation. Well, what is the one most important good thing you must do more of? Right. And But what breaks my heart is I think about them getting to a point of judgment where basically they see this entire house knocked down. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they say, but wait, I worked all my life building this house. Yeah, but you started it on a, on a wrong presumption, on a wrong foundation. And it's, you know, the soundness of the construction of your life, of your house, just isn't going isn't gonna to cut it. Because you said it was about Jesus, yeah. but it was really about you. But it was really about you. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the big deal. That's the big deal. And that, you know, it harkens back to when Jesus was saying to the people, you know, your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness mm, of the Pharisees. Yeah. Well... No matter how well you build your house, I don't know how you're going to get there. So this is also the same kind of thing because I look at Jesus saying, you know, you need to hear my words and and you need to do them. You need to incorporate them in your life. You need to make that the foundation. And I think, oh, you know, I don't do that perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) I still have chunks of foundation that are built on sand. And so it brings me back to the same place he was when he was saying your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness Mm -hmm. of the Pharisees. It's like, yeah, I mean, let's, let's get... You know, let's think clearly about this. You know, we've got foundation problems here. We've got righteousness problems before. We need to come to God because you have to understand here that even here, these houses that we build, the foundation is something that comes from God. The right. foundation isn't something that we build. It's right. something that he gives to us and allows us to lay it. It's our choice whether we're going to build on it or not. That's the difference. But he lays the foundation. So that's, I mean, that's like super important. And back on the righteousness stuff, same thing. He's the one that gives us that righteousness. It's not something we generate on our own. Yeah. So here's another interesting uh, Bible study technique. Since Jesus has talked here about the rock, take your concordance. Oh, that's and track a fun one. Yeah. Rock, because you'll just find some wonderful pictures about the the firmness and the solidity, the concreteness yeah, of yeah. the rock that God provides for us in Christ. Yeah which nothing else can stand against. Yeah. Yeah, these solid foundations, the Word of God itself, we we are sort of, uh, we're not really sensitized to the idea of sound foundations because we live in a house that always has sound foundations, right? Except here. No, I don't know. There are people who build on the hillside here and a few of them skied down not (laughs) so long ago. (laughs) Yeah, we're right next to some mountains that have huge gravel deposits at the base of them and it's like, would you build a house on a gravel deposit? On a gravel pit, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's building a house on a bunch of ball bearings. It's like, that's not not a really good idea. But but we, we, we seldom 
question the foundations of our houses because someone gave some serious thought to making sure that these were these were good and sound foundations and they are made out of rock-like substance like cement so they as well as us we understand this if you build an entire life structure on the wrong foundation it's going to crumble and we know this we know this through just life experience things crumble mm. all the time well, we need to kind of wrap up the last words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is this is a wonderful kind of cap there. It says yeah. in 28, And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority. Yes. And not as their scribes. Yes. You know, if you think about, go back through the Sermon on the Mount and look at the number of times he said, but I say to you, but I say to you, but I say to you. You've heard it said. Uh, his authority regarding people, the nature of people, his authority regarding God, I tell you, my yes. father, his authority regarding the truth. He just yeah. says, I'm telling you, this is the way things really are. Yeah, yeah. He didn't appeal to any other authority. He didn't even appeal to Moses. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, you heard you heard it said, but but I'm telling you. Yeah, and there's so many skeptics about Jesus who say, I'll go with what he teaches, but right. I'm not going to claim who he says he is. But here he claims to be the judge of the entire universe. Right. <laughs> right. It's very, very clear. Well, all mankind. Anyway. Yeah, the, 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 the entirety of who he claims to be is just, it just seeps out of all of this. So much so that if you were a righteous Pharisee and you heard this entire thing, you might walk up to him afterward and say, hey, buddy, who do you think you are? Well, indeed, they did later on. Later That's on, they exactly did. exactly what they said to right. him. Yeah. Who do you think, you, do you, think are? you are? Are you greater than our father Abraham? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So so he's making very clear who he is, not just teaching you kind of nice tidbits about how to live life. He's telling you who he is and how you live in relation to him. And uh, and he's and you know, it's, what a great way to cap this off to say, you can hear my words, but you got to incorporate them into your life. You've got to change mm -hmm. things as a result of that if you want that to be your foundation. You need to change or else everything will fall apart. And people said, well, I've never heard a Pharisee say anything quite like right. that. And I don't know. Is this guy telling the truth? I mean, later on, he would say, I am the way, yes. the truth, and the life. And the right? life. You want a truth yeah. test? Find out what Jesus had to say about it. Yeah. And what a contrast. He has authority and not as their scribes. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> who never would weigh in with authority. They would say, well, no, this guy wrote this, no. and this scribe wrote they, that, they and this rabbi wrote that. And so yeah. their fame was predicated on all the number of people they could quote. That's right. It's right. all about who you quote. It's all about the name dropping, who about who you're going to quote. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus didn't quote anybody here. He just <laughs> quoted himself. Yeah. And that's yeah. why his authority is so astonishing to the people who hear it. Well, we're glad you're with us. And even though we're at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, a lot more action comes up next week. Jesus is going to come down the mountain, meet some people, and you'll be surprised at what happened when he does that. So join us next time here on More Than Inc. There are many more episodes of this broadcast to be found at our website, morethaninc.org. And while you're there, take a moment to drop us a note. Remember, the Bible is God's love letter to you. Pick it up and read it for yourself, and you will discover that the words printed there are indeed more than ink. That's pretty close. close. That's pretty close. That's, that's pretty close. This has been a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City.